Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. It's good to be here, Dan. All right, Chris, always good to have you. Um, here we are, first quarter GDP, big number, it's releasing tomorrow. You know, what, are, what are your expectations for the first quarter, um, 23 GDP? And then kind of beyond that, you know, what do you, what do you think the setup is for economic growth as we begin to move through the second quarter? Yeah, I think that while the first month of the first quarter was strong, it was really the strength uh, emanated from the step up in Social Security payments along with uh, a very seasonally warm winter, uh, which allowed just more consumption and, and more activity in general. But as we moved through the quarter, it was very apparent that the economy weakened materially, and that really accelerated when we saw the expiration of SNAP benefits. Um, so I think we're going to see a fairly weak print. I think it will be you know, whether whether it's close to 1% or just below 1%, um, it's going to be fairly anemic. The data we saw towards the end of the quarter and even into Q2 shows that consu- consumption and consumer spending on an inflation-adjusted basis has really started to decline. Uh, so I think when we move through Q2, we're going to c- continue to see weak underlying economic data. Uh, I think it's going to show that the U.S. will be flirting with zero real growth in Q2. Um, and I really think the market and earnings expectations for the rest of the year are going to be contingent on whether we see a pickup in unemployment. And I suspect we will. Um, there's no question that labor markets in certain areas are tight. But as the cycle plays out, as credit conditions tighten, as profits fall, as cash flow falls, as revenues begin to decline, uh, the lever that corporations typically choose in order to preserve earnings is layoffs. So I think we're going to see that. Um, so yeah, more of what we've seen. We're just on a, on a trajectory of slowing economic growth until we get to a level of stabilization, Hopefully, that begins to happen in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, uh, but we certainly don't have all, the all clear yet. Well, I'm saying that, mentioned that, but as we've looked out at earnings um, you know, over the last past couple of weeks, um, you know, tech in particular has looked really strong. Um, and then you know, today we're recording on, uh, on Wednesday. You know, the NASDAQ is up uh, this morning after beats from Microsoft, from Google. Um, so, you know, any takeaways from tech or, or perhaps other earnings reports over the past few weeks? Yeah, the, the earnings reports are pretty consistent with our economic expectations and our expectations for uh, a a pretty material reduction in earnings expectations. So, you know, light cycle businesses across the board are showing backlogs peaking and beginning to uh, roll off. We're seeing uh, margin normalization across the economy, which means margins are lower. Uh, there's still pockets of strength for sure. And as you point out, tech was strong, but, you know, Google was okay. Um, you know, they're playing some accounting games with where they're going to show some operating costs. It doesn't change the bottom line, but they can make, uh, you know, their what they would call their core operations look a little bit better than they probably are. And they're being forced to ramp up some spending to catch up with their competitors and to defend their search business. So it, it's really nothing significant. I know they've announced a large share buyback, but history is replete with companies that have done share buybacks at 
stock prices that were much higher than where the stock ultimately trades. So I wouldn't view that announcement with any degree of confidence. Um, you know, Microsoft had good earnings. There's, there's no doubt about it. And so I think the issue for Microsoft, it's, it's interesting. They're really trying to shift investors' attentions to AI. Um, you, know, you need to ask yourself why. Is that because the other parts of the business are set to slow? Is it because they feel like they have a competitive advantage and a first mover advantage over their competition such that they want to highlight it? <clears throat> Only time will tell. And so really, I think in the case of Microsoft, um, you know, I, they didn't say anything to uh, dissuade our view that the economy is slowing and things are going to be more challenging um, there was nothing overly concerning about Microsoft's release. Um, it's really a question of, you know, what do you want to pay for that? Do you want to pay 30 times earnings um, for their results or not? But uh, there's everything in, in earnings are supporting our view that things are continuing to slow, margins are continuing to normalize, <clears throat> we'll continue to bring down uh, estimates for the year, which means multiples will move higher. Um, and it's really going to come down to what's the liquidity environment like, um, what is the interest rate environment in which these earnings are declining, meaning is the Fed going to be cutting rates in the back half of the year if we are in a, more, a harder landing, a deeper recession, um, or are they going to be sitting here at 5.5%? Um, or five percent on the short end, and and those have different winners and losers, and, and different implications for different securities and asset classes. So, uh, time will tell. I have to see what how it, how it unfolds. Yeah, um, and then let's circle back around to some banks. Um, we haven't talked about them in a couple of weeks, but it seems as though you know we we had a couple of weeks of, of stability in, in the regional banks, um, and then we just saw Silicon Valley Bank. They yeah. had their earnings release. Um, and you know, one of the things of note was you know, the deposits were, were below expectations. Um, so any, any thoughts today on the stresses inside the banking system? Yeah, you know, I, it's probably worth highlighting you know, when we did the original podcast before Silicon Valley saying we thought the banks were going to have some pretty significant issues <clears throat> because of unrealized losses and pressures, but that would be later in the year. <clears throat> and then Silicon Valley kind of brought that concern to everyone's attention um, but Silicon Valley wasn't your typical bank. The balance sheet didn't set up as a, as a typical bank. Uh, its business is focused in and around where the, where the greatest bubble was, and they clearly had incredibly poor risk management. And so our commentary around the issues with the banks, because of the events of Silicon Valley, don't preclude those from happening later in the year. So I think this is the, the issues within the regional banking system are a process. They're not a single event, uh, and it takes time to play out. And they're very self-reinforcing. And what I mean by that is uh, as they have challenges, they're uh, reducing the amount of credit available to the economy, which weakens the economy, which creates more problems, which may force them to reduce credit available even to a, a more significant degree, and it'll just feed on itself. And it's really important that the regional banks are healthy because that is what finances the bulk of the real economy. Yes, the big, large banks dominate from a deposit standpoint, from a capital market standpoint, 
but large banks don't finance companies with sub 500 employees and sub 500 company of sub 500 employee companies are really what drive employment growth and drive the economy so we need our regional banks to be healthy and regional banks also are the primary lenders in the commercial real estate space because they know their zip codes they can assess those uh, those real estate projects. And again, there's there are real, real challenges in commercial real estate. So yeah, First Republic's front and center again, doesn't look like it's going to make it. Um, I guess you know, we shouldn't be surprised. But again, this is just all a part of the process of, of um, realizing these losses. And we think it's going to continue to play out through the end of the year and maybe into 24. And it also really depends on the policy responses. Uh, we'll see if, if those in power that can make policy decisions start to panic a bit. If not, it'll just continue to play out as scripted. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to stop for today. Um, we'll be keeping an eye out for the, the actual GDP number coming out tomorrow, and um, we'll catch up again here soon. Sounds good, Dan. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson Strategies.